0: Hi, welcome to your Midwest Garden podcast. Today we're discussing moles. We'll explain later. This is season one, episode six. Hello again, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Today, just wanted to mention a few interesting Earth Day news and notes. Then, we'll have information discussing, well, about that one pest that no one seems to have a handle on, moles. Dan the Mole Man is here to discuss that little varmint who leaves trails all over our beautiful lawns. And then finally, a little information on a QA and a episode coming up at the end of this podcast. So, it's the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. Does anybody know when Earth Day actually well not when but why it was officially started i you know it was generally it's one of those days so you see something on the tube you hear something on the radio you you basically see people that are out there you know for the photo um to drop a tree a couple of politicians you know a little bush and shrub here uh generally i don't know if everybody has any idea what the the whole focus is on earth Day, what it started out doing and what it ended up becoming um, I, I did my own little bit of a research on the, on the thing, started on April 22, 1970, that's going to be 50 years, um, actually it is 50 years, the, the, the scenario here is it, had, it came out with a great, great idea some people were conscious. I don't even know if anybody really understands what the 60s and 70s were, at least the end of the 60s, first of the 70s. It was becoming conscious of what in the world your surroundings. It was based on uh, always question authority. And there was a reason behind that, because we were being led into things. I mean, I don't know if you, well, you probably have heard of this thing called Vietnam. We were being led to the slaughter at the time, basically because they, you know our country needed us. The politicians said we had to go there. I think you know where I'm going toward on that one. I want to let you know that I am apolitical. I am not a political genius. I do not like anybody telling me what to do with my politics, who to vote for, or what direction I'd like to go. As you probably know, I am conscientious of our ecosystem, our, our uh, everything that's surrounding us. We had Thomas Jackson that was on board, who's doing urban gardening with the food uh, that we're basically uh, growing in urban surroundings. But it's organic. It's natural. It's probably healthier than the stuff you get at the grocery stores if you can find anything at the grocery stores. It period, and do we really know where that food came from? Uh, Also, when it came to Arden Pontash, the young lady that was going around collecting seeds, kind of like the Johnny Appleseed of Of uh, uh, Plants Basically natural plants Indigenous plants that that Were going to the wayside and why They were there and why they're collecting them It's because it brought in what we call Beneficials, beneficials are insects that um, uh, Well They're predators, they'll eat other insects or they pollinate Or they do things beneficial to our ecology Well Earth Day was started Because people noticed, I mean I don't know If you know, know, but was it the Cuyahoga River Or the Ohio River or both of them that Boom, flamed on late in the 60s and early in the seventies, they caught on fire. Why was that? It was because of pollution. Um, there was pollution all over the place. It was random pollution. Uh, lobbyists were able to get permission and laws passed to be able to dump anything and everything that they wanted to into our water source. Uh, people basically depended on their on their livelihood. They depended on it for the, for the drinking water, eating bathing you name it but then when you've got so many toxins that are in there that fish are floating on top of it instead of swimming underneath of it and it's flaming on we got a problem another thing was air quality i mean i came up i grew up in uh, well didn't grow up but i came from uh, los angeles california area we had smog alerts i mean so my parents moved us up to the foothills where we could see the smog overlaying it's a blanket over the the san fernando valley that valley was so polluted. I mean, you were breathing in more toxins from, from uh, the emissions from not just automobiles, but from industry as well. And it wasn't going anywhere except for in our lungs, our eyes, everything. Earth Day was brought to our attention to say, look, let's start taking care of our own environment. Uh, Let's start paying attention to what's going on. Let's start making sure that we have um, a a decent water quality. There's an act going on in northwest Ohio. It's called LEBOR, L-E-B-O-R, or LEBOR, or labor. I don't know how you're going to pronounce it, but it's Lake Erie Bill of Rights. Uh, We have a problem in northwest Ohio in Lake Erie with uh, toxins from too much algae. Why is the algae there? Well, we're starting to discover certain things. Why the algae is in so much of a population and so much of a, uh, a, 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 a blossoming or a bloom that's coming up that's emitting toxins into Lake Erie that's killing things. It's very toxic to the human, uh, human being, you, you and myself. There's other things also, I mean, as far as the toxins that are in the soils that we have no idea that have been put there for over years. In the Midwest, they call it the Rust Belt at times because at one time, the primary form of industry was the automobile industry. And they were emitting all sorts of toxins into the the air, which was settling. Heavy metals, for instance, aluminum, mercury, iron, lead. It was going into our soils. Well, in such small particles, where do you think that was going if we were planting gardens, vegetable gardens uh, in our backyards or the farms that were basically taking them up? They would blow into the air and drop. You've heard of acid rain. Well, why was that? Because of those toxins that would get into the clouds, aerosols that would end up being collected by the water molecules and it would drop into our soils. Yeah, that was what Earth Day was started for. Now it's becoming not just that the awareness they're teaching. There's also a little bit of a political tint to it. But um, I'm going to stay away from that. I want to keep the purpose of this Midwest Garden Podcast is to bring awareness and to teach in a fun way what our surroundings are involved with, how we can grow our own food rather than rely on what they throw on the shelves and make us eat. Um, how we can basically draw in beneficial insects, how we can plant a tree, how a tree is going to emit oxygen, taking the CO2 that we're that's emitting out there. It, it's amazing. Let's just start focusing not just on one day and call it Earth Day, April 22, 1970 or April 22, 2020. Let's focus on the entire environment and make every day Earth Day. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox. Having said that, uh, we're gonna, the, the focus right now is going to be on a critter called a mole. I mean, uh, the way that we've been paying attention, again, with the Earth Day, things have been coming back into uh, population deer, mole, rabbit, fox. Well right now the mole are coming in, and they're devastating lawns. When we come back, we're going to have a gentleman by the name of Dan. We nickname him the Mole Man, who's going to help us uh, and enlighten us as to what to do and how to take care of those little critters. Hey, we'd like to thank Black Diamond Garden Centers for sponsoring your Midwest garden. We record this podcast on site at the Toledo location amidst all the smells of budding flowers, the manures, the chicken schmutz, you name it. If you're in the Toledo or Perrysburg, Ohio area, please stop by either Black Diamond location for all your gardening needs. And remember, ask someone who knows. Hey, as promised, we're going to have, well, not going to have, he's already here, Dan the Mole Man, and he's here to discuss that little, we'll call it a varmint, but that's a pain in the side uh, that leaves trails all over your lawn, your veggie, your flower garden, that sort of thing. It's called the Mole. So, Dan the Mole Man, thanks for coming in, man. You're welcome. Now, how did you get, first of all, involved with, with this mole scenario?
1: Oh, I used to have a lawn business. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I went over to our local garden center cuz one of my customers had a mole and he was having a fit. Well, I bought a trap, put it in his yard. 20 minutes later, I caught it. So okay.
0: So you're doing the happy dance, right? I'm uh, doing
1: the happy dance. So I just started studying up on them and figured them out and Well,
0: you, you would like, we have a lawn that you know has moles now didn't you know i've got people for instance i've i've been in the business quite some time long time actually and we've had people that would come in uh, as regulars and there was a time when they were blaming the lawn service because they were getting moles right and i'm i'm going for god's sake man why why are you blaming the lawn service you got moles we found out i'm going to tell the, the little quick history about the mole that we had over since it's a sponsor Um, we had moles that were coming into the lawns and people were wondering, you know, I've been in this house 40 years. I didn't have any moles until we just started your lawn service. And now I got moles all over the place. And we're going, okay, well, we'll try to take care of it. We contacted Ohio State University. Ohio State University said, you kill its food source, you get rid of the mole. So we're putting down insecticides upon insecticides until it's almost not safe. And the mole's still there. And the, the 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 guy in charge said, you know, well, put down this insecticide. So they were doing different types of insecticides. Got to the point where they said that its primary food source is actually the grub worm. You get rid of the grub, you're going to get rid of it. Well, they had the guys in the lawn service out there volunteering to go out and see who could catch the most moles, freeze them, send them down to the university. And All right, it's Ohio State University. They dissected them, and they found out that the the internal organs, the stomach, the intestines, everything— 80 to 90% plus was Mm -hmm. nothing but earthworms. Yes, it is. Now, years past, people were putting things down. Chloridane that lasted 25 years plus had a residual in the soil that would prevent, it would kill earthworms. Nowadays, they don't have any insecticides, which is good because an earthworm is beneficial for the lawn soil. So they're eating primarily the earthworm. You're not putting anything down to eradicate a food source.
1: Right. Correct? Nope. Well, what, now you putting s- a little trap in the ground and that guy drives right through it and bam right.
0: o. Right now, this is more than supplemental. This is fun. You, you're doing this to what? What are the tricks of the trade? I don't want to take any business away from you, but this is you're. You, they're not going to be. You're not. They're not going to be cutting into your pocketbook, right. it, Over there in Flint, Michigan, if they've got mole problems. You You
1: got to think like the mole. What? Yes. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Honestly. Doing any margaritas last night, Dan? Yeah. He's, he's, that, that mole's a pretty dumb guy. Well, so am I. So well, that's why we no, think about <laughs> it. Uh, I would never say that. He comes in. A, bo- a mole doesn't know property lines. Yeah. And that's most people. Well, my neighbor gave it to had him come in my yard. Well, that mole doesn't know. He comes in on a straight line. All he's doing is looking for food. He comes up to travel from one end of his... Uh, domain are they, are
0: they t- territorial
1: uh, yes they are okay and, and the reason a lot of moles will get out is because of overcrowding of their territory okay they have a nest underground with all these tunnels yeah they live down there they come up to eat because that's where the earthworms and the food source is at When they go down deeper Th- then they'll go down deeper so when it gets cold out the food source goes down, the mole goes back down.
0: Well, Ohio State University, they tagged a bunch of moles somehow, and they found out that the moles, for instance, highway systems, expressway systems are usually lower than the surface of, let's say, the houses in that. They've tested, and they found that moles go below. They can go below the soil level, below the road, uh, the, 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 the road. On the expressway system.
1: Yeah. We're
0: talking 30, 40 feet. Oh, yeah. They'll go right under a street. No problem. No kidding.
1: Yep. Under houses.
0: Okay, so you're using the trap to knock it out. Right. This is spring right now. When do you start noticing the mole coming in? What kind of soil generally do they go after?
1: The moles came up about three weeks ago, but there was no food source up. So last week, when it got warm, the food source came up. And the moles are really active right now. Yeah. But with these cold nights, right back down.
0: So they're going. They're going to go back down. Right. Is it the mole that's going back down, or is it's it a the food source? A food source. Okay. And the mole's—he's not
1: going to come up when it's cold. It, it, yeah. Because that's all he wants to do is eat. That's all he does all day long. Eat.
0: Well, the, the dilemma right now is—is is you can't blame it on any other insects like grubs because the ground temperature is too cool. All right. It's too early for any grub worms to be out.
1: But I tell people if you see robins pulling worms out of your yard right now, uh-huh. the, grub, the the mole's going to. We not too far behind.
0: What kind of soil conditions is mostly? Oh, sandy.
1: Mostly sand. Mole won't dig in clay.
0: Won't dig in the clay? No. Have you tried any of this? You know, you can buy it over the counter. It's called Mole Max. M O L E M A X. Uh,
1: no, I have not. Some people, right. some people say it works because it's castor oil is what. Yeah, it
0: and that's what. Yeah. Now, now, people, any of the old timers, if you're listening, you know what castor oil does. I mean, what w- in theory, what you're gonna have is you you put the mole down granular or liquid. You can spray it, and it'll coat the food source, like the, the, the earthworm that they're eating. When the mole eats it, it does the same thing to a mole that it does to a human being. It cleans you out. <laughs> what goes in the north end bolts out of the south end. So in essence, the idea is to prevent that mole from coming in when he smells it, he's got an extremely sense, high sense of smell and hearing. He's oh, yeah. blind as a bat. Yeah. So if you've got a pet dog that goes out in the backyard, dogs eat grass once in a while. Right. You put that Momax down, guess what Fritzy's going to do inside your kitchen? Yeah. He's going to have a south end problem. Um, so, I, I mean, you could use it if you want. I just don't recommend it. The best way is going to be eliminate them. Eliminate them. Listen to this guy. Okay, now what kind of a trap are you using? I did a display once. I showed somebody how to use. Looked like it came out of the Spanish Inquisition. It had like six spikes on it. Had the locket, and I accidentally trapped, snapped it, or did the it tripped it. And it went right in my hand. Yes. I had to pretend like, oh, I do this all the time. Not a problem. I mean, blood was gushing out. If
1: you have kids around, you don't want that thing in your yard.
0: Well, what's the gun you're using?
1: Uh, It's like a scissors trap. It sits flat on the surface. You cock it, opens up. He comes through. It's got a trigger. He pushes the dirt into the trigger and...
0: What, now scissors is it just one s- set of blades or is it it's two? Two sets. Yes. So it cuts them into thirds?
1: It, no, it does not cut them. It, it doesn't just, cut. It, them. No, it just just kill, Just holds them.
0: It, it oh oh you oh really? I mean nothing's instantaneous. <laughs> no,
1: well, <laughs> it depends where it gets them at.
0: <laughs> oh God! That, yeah. So I mean, okay. I thought when it was scissor action, it's going to cut it into thirds. And no, so you, it, it does not cut them. Oh, so it breaks its neck and its spinal yep, column. Yep. Oh, okay. Instant. Well, okay. Now, you you've got a business that does this. and They use the nickname the mole man. I mean, if anybody has any questions, I don't want to give them too much business, but you can always contact Black Diamond and ask for the mole man. Yeah. And he'll he'll help him out. Now that's only in Toledo and Perrysburg, Ohio. I'm sure that there's other people that are out there, but there's people that really take advantage of certain people on this. Now, I'm not going to ask you how much you charge. But I do know that there are people that go out there to charge, just to go out and take a look.
1: They charge 150 bucks just to show up.
0: 150 dollars just to show up at a, at a yard.
1: Yeah. Okay. Then, then that lasts usually through the year. Then they have uh, per mole fee also.
0: So wait a minute, wait a minute. You, just to go
1: up and set your traps. 150. That's it. Plus. Flat out flat for usually lasts for a year
0: what do they normally charge for a mole if they kill one it's
1: uh about 50 bucks
0: so you're talking 200 bucks a year for one mole the first
1: mole costs cost you 200 bucks
0: i don't want to i don't want i mean I, I i'm hoping you're a hell of a lot cheaper than that no, I, I am Whew. how many on a good on a good day i mean not day week how many moles could you catch in a week Well,
1: it varies it varies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> try to have him tell me what how much he was making. Okay, what do you do now? Do you dispose of the mole itself, yes. or do you just drop yes. it in the customer's in, waste
1: basket? A, yeah, it depends if it's garbage night or not. Because if you leave that mole sitting in your garbage can, you're not going to like that after a couple of days. Oh,
0: the ambiance! I forgot about that. I
1: usually do like the circle of life, throw it into a woods and
0: let mom nature take its course. Let some the other critters come
1: in. Yeah, the predators all. Uh, now
0: you, you let's say you kill one. How, I mean, do you hold on? I mean, in areas, let's say you got a customer. You you have a continued comeback customer, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, they're going to come in from all over the place. Right. Is it usually wooded areas? We found out it's sand, but is it yes. wooded areas? Or that's
1: that's where they come out of the woods. Coming
0: out of the woods. Yes.
1: One thing I've noticed in a lot of people's yards is that uh, the uh, uh, pine trees. Yeah. I don't know if it's the acidity of the soil that they like. Or the root structure, you know. But
0: they're they're ninety five percent of the yards of I
1: do. There will be a pine tree on that property. Really? Yes.
0: Any other inside little flushes that you want to yeah, show? They
1: they they like, uh, they also like flower beds because they're soft. Yeah. Full of worms, you know.
0: They're aerified. Yeah. They
1: they like the nicer yards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you there on insects. I mean. Why would a Japanese beetle want to go and lay her eggs in some yard that nobody takes care it's of? It's all
1: weeds or dirt. Yeah. yeah.
0: When they can have a five-star hotel and restaurant for her kids to grow up in. Right. So the same thing with a mole. If yep. you've got a well-maintained yard, they're going to be out there because it's easier for them and there's more earthworm activity.
1: And, and he'll tear it up. Oh, Lord. One mole can uh, rip up an acre. No problem.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to disclose how many you caught because you don't want to tell. And I'm not going to disclose what you charge. I am going to disclose that it, it, y- traps. Is there a certain, I mean, you said it's a scissor trap. Yes. Is there, there now here we go to there, there's Corona. Here's a Corona thing. I mean, there, we're, we've been talking corona. There are two types. There's one that's not made in the United States of America. Correct.
1: And it, it's, it's, it's junk.
0: It's a POS, huh?
1: Not easy set. That's the, the That's the, the one that's one. made in the other Somewhere country. Somewhere else, yes. We got this American-made one, and that's as good as it gets.
0: So, I mean, all you got to do is – now, let me ask you, how do you know where the – I've I've seen yards where you've got what seems hundreds of, more, hundreds of trails, right. but it's only about five or six of them. How do you know which one that they're playing in?
1: Well, you, you, you figure you want to look for the longest, straightest run. Okay. want to find out where it's coming in the property at. If you see like the curly Q, all the circling stuff, that's yeah. him searching for food. Okay, he's only gonna run that trail once. You want to find that main run. You go around, smash down about four feet of it. If it pops back up the next day, because he's gonna run that every one to two days, that main run. Okay. So you look for that, and uh, and and if it pops back up, you smash it back down. Make him really be working when he gets to that, gets to that trap. You want him to really be digging. Most people's mistake is they just set the trap on the tunnel without smashing it down, and he just drives right through it because the tunnel's already formed.
0: So you pack it down, let him go back and use the same tunnel again. He's just got to redo it. Yep. And while he's redoing it, That's you're basically setting the trap there. Yep. Okay. I, any Anything else that we didn't tap into? Because I know the best way to control them all is to get just to get rid of it. Right. And since the neighbors don't do anything to their yard, it's going to keep coming in and you've got a decent food source it's the earthworm and we're not recommending any type of uh, insecticides to get rid of it or any type of topical applications right. unless you know you can use it the mole I mean the, uh, the 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 uh, what what do we call that momax momax that the castor oil will work it's just that it only works as long as it's there with good rain it dilutes it
1: yep same with the the poison peanuts some people swear by them. There's a like a gummy worm that you stick yeah. in the hole. Some people swear by that too, but
0: yeah, and they have a decent sense of smell because if they smell
1: you, oh, oh it, I can tell because if if they come to a trap, they will turn around. They will. Yes.
0: So you got to clean the trap off each yeah, time. Yeah. If they smell the blood of Uncle Frank that never returned from yep, three that, weeks ago, yes, they're not going to go anywhere near it either. That's right. All right. Well, Dan, I I appreciate you coming in and giving us a little insight. Do you mind coming back every once in a while to give us alerts when the mole activity is up?
1: We can give you a little extra.
0: A little extra what? (laughs) Okay, we're going to leave that one alone. I'll tell you about moles. Well, again, thank you for taking the time, and we hope we educated our listeners a little bit more. All right, You're supposed to say thank you, Mike, for asking me on. Thank you, Mike, for asking me on. I didn't ask you. I wanted you on, damn it. Scott, too. Scott's the producer. I know. Scott's jumping up and down. Well, all right. Thank you, Dan. And I'd like to ask you again to come back on right. when, when they're really active.
1: You're you, you you're quite welcome, and I'll be more than happy to do that.
0: Again, thanks a lot. All right. Okay, in the next episode, I take on your questions. A whole podcast just answering Mike's mail. Well, yeah, I get email, believe it or not, and I'm a little amazed too. If you need an answer to a question, send in your questions to yourmidwestgarden@bex.net. Now, here it is again. Your Midwest Garden at bex.net. Now let's make it fun. Here's a chance to get yourself on air. Use your phone voice recorder to record your question and then email it to us. Now don't worry, we'll edit it to help you out. Send your recording or type us the question to your at bex.net. And thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at Your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the garden guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.